Some places take you away. Some bring you together. Marathon does both. Marathon is Florida's family key with something for everyone. You'll find museums and wildlife refuges, wide open beaches, miles of warm, clear water, and the historic Seven Mile Bridge. For more about Marathon and the latest safety protocols, visit flakeys.com slash marathon. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I hear her voice. Here in Morgantown, it's a final. West Virginia, 85. Oklahoma State, 67. WVU goes to 16 and 12 on the season. They're now 5 and 10 in the league. Cowboys now 16 and 12. And they are now 7 and 8 in conference play. Big 12 this morning, Sirius XM, channel 375. You heard that music, you know it's time to talk West Virginia. Mike Asty joining us, who does a fantastic job in covering West Virginia for WV Sports Now. What's going on, Mike? How are you? I'm doing well. Yeah, what's going on with you guys? I uh, never can complain about an intro with Country Roads before <laughs> me. So <laughs> There you go. Um I mean, let's talk about West Virginia because what do you think that they have to do to get a bid yeah. at this point? And that's really, that's kind of been the story of West Virginia the last couple months because they started out so strong and out of conference play. It looked like a different team, a new group really with a bunch of transfers, et cetera, and then that losing streak in conference play. But the computers and the experts were still high on the team because, as you guys know, the Big 12 conference-wise is so head and shoulders above the rest. And every metric I test or computer ranking tells you that this season. I do think they have to certainly win their final home game of the season. They will close the season against Kansas State at home. And honestly, because the conference is so strong – and Joe Lenardi and everybody else is really high on the team, and they've been on the bubble or within that first four in. As recent as a couple weeks ago, they were secured in as a, even as high as a nine seed despite losing. They've been positive in computer metrics even when they have lost. That Texas Tech home loss was really, really bad. But after the win last night against Oklahoma State, which they absolutely had to win and had to win convincingly, which they did, I do think if they get a home win for their final game, a home victory, and then probably win a game in the conference tournament, maybe even just one game, get to the 18-win total that kind of always has been a bar in most people's mind most of the season, that will slide them in the NCAA tournament because the conference is so strong, even if they lose both games on the road, which most people probably expect them to do so because they only have the one road win this year in conference play and they didn't win any last year. So I think win the final home game, win a conference tournament game, get to 18, even if you lose the road games, they will get in. What has been that you've seen uh, the reoccurring theme when they don't play well or they lose games? What has been that thing or has there been one? Yeah, and I'm sure anybody trying to kind of gauge the Mountaineers from afar, it's pretty difficult. We even not talk to opposing coaches like last night. How 
did you expect this Mountaineer team to play? What did you think of this team? Because you just see them lose to the last place team in the conference in Texas Tech two days ago. They don't practice afterwards, and they show up and have one of the better performances of the year, surprising to you, et cetera. And most coaches give you, well, not really, because it's the Big 12, and we know this team can show up every night, even though, yeah, they had that bad loss recently. But when they do lose, generally speaking, and it's been a theme, they miss free throws. That was a big problem during the 0 for 5, five-game losing streak to start conference play. Miss free throws. They hit them when they win, usually. Usually in losses, they get out-rebounded. That's happened some more recently than in the past. And then also, Huggins has kind of tweaked the lineup a little bit and been a little different with minutes and things like that during some of the losses. Some of us in media have criticized that in terms of how he's played. Edie Johnson and others, they get less minutes on the road for whatever reason. The lineup sometimes looks a little different. And then you see guys like Trey Mitchell and others who have been really cold recently. They kind of exploded in some of the wins. Certainly he did last night. But yeah, fundamental problems and mental collapses have really been their issues and losses. Free throws, bad fouls, foul trouble at the end, and then just kind of collapsing at the end of games. That's kind of been the theme in the losses, which makes fans frustrated because they feel like they should have won some of those games that they did lose. You know, we're talking about a Hall of Fame coach here in Bob Huggins. You know, right. how, and obviously not only that, but he's a West Virginia grad. So where is the fan base on sure. on him? Uh, I mean, in all honesty, the realistic opinion that should exist is he's a legend of the school. He's one of the greatest coaches in program history, basketball or any sport, really. He's a basketball Hall of Famer, not just, we're not talking WVU or college here. We're talking the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame. Yeah, the last couple of years have been rough. They did win a conference tournament game a couple years ago, but last year was one of the worst years he's ever had. And there is a section of the fan base that feels like maybe he's past his prime. Maybe he can't deal with the transfer portal well. He was vocally resistant to it a few years ago before now going towards it and using it this offseason, and that maybe he should kind of retire. Or there are some that feel like maybe the last five years have been a little overrated for him. I would say the majority of the fan base appreciates Huggins, realizes what he's done for the program, looks at the totality of what he's done, and it's not just the Final Four in 2010. They did go three out of four years to the Sweet 16, as recent as 2018, which isn't that long ago. He's got a lot of players to the NBA and made a lot of money and things like that without getting five-star recruits. So, His legend is secure. He's appreciated by the program and most fans. But there are more fans now than ever before that are venturing towards maybe this should be the beginning of the end because if they miss the tournament this year, that's back-to-back years missing the tournament for a program with tons of history and a Hall of Fame coach. That's below the standard of WU basketball, and he's not void of criticism even though – it kind of feels like maybe you should be as a Hall of Famer, but there is a contingent that's kind of, you know, perplexed by some decisions from Huggins and, and wants better now. Maybe this ship has sailed, my, uh, Mike, but I just wonder, what is the, the thought process uh, from the fans about Shibway, Oscar Shibway leaving 
Uh, he went on, sure. goes on to be the player of the year last year. How much of that is that hurt kind of the perception right now? Um, and yeah, the ship has kind of sailed a little bit. Like that's not discussed as much amongst fans and media and things like that as if we were talking a year ago. Even Huggins has kind of let it go, but most of the fans feel like kind of like Huggins does that West Virginia kind of got maybe the rug pulled out from under them and got a little screwed there. I know Huggins has been very vocal kind of feeling like the player didn't do him justice. That was one of the better recruits Huggins really ever got, certainly at WVU. And yeah, player of the year, great potential. That energy wasn't provided to WVU and Huggins. And all of a sudden he leaves, goes to coach Cal, who was a friend of Huggins. And then you see what you've, been seeing Huggins does feel like that was a little you know not to say there's any collusion there but Huggins has pretty much made it clear he thought that this player came to WVU and then was always looking at Kentucky once there and that he was maybe getting recruited well at WVU and wasn't given full energy and things like that so I don't think there's much love lost between the two of them it's not discussed as much now I think most fans are kind of on board and kind of defend Huggins there and feel like the player did kind of screw him Although there are some, again, in the contingent that maybe is a little bit more fed up with Huggins, maybe even going toward disrespecting his legacy, that maybe point to that as an example of Huggins getting a little older and kind of the old school mentality of it's my way or the highway, if you don't like it, you know, get out of town, doesn't work anymore because the transfer portal and it being so easy for players to leave. So maybe Huggins needs to adjust and get a little friendlier with players in order to get a player like Oscar Shibway, who also has come out there kind of and said in the last few years that, you know, he enjoys playing now with under coach Cal then compared to Huggins. So it's, it's not a conversation now. Most people kind of are on Huggins side there, but there, there's some that point to that saying you had your guy and imagine if he's on this team and you kind of messed it up that, that, that contingent exists. Do you, I mean, Give me your feeling on, are they a tournament team? And I know you laid out sort of the path, but do you think they are and should be? Based on the landscape of college basketball this year and how freaking good the Big 12 is, I do think they're tournament caliber. I do think they deserve to be in the tournament as long as they do with I said, with what I said, and, and win that final home game and probably win a conference game. If you would have asked me this, guys, four days ago, before the Texas Tech game, I would have said 100%, for sure, book it, they got to get in, 100%. Losing the Texas Tech game, I will tell you this, if they don't get in the tournament, and I wrote about this actually, it's on the site, they, have the, they only have themselves to blame. They're in the toughest conference in the country, similar programs, we also cover Pitt throughout our, our network here in, in the Pittsburgh market, and you know, Pitt's in a much easier conference, the ACC is down, it's going to be easier to stack wins than they're contending for a conference title despite losing that view by 25 points earlier in the year. I get that being frustrating for Mountaineer fans, but if they if WVU were just taking care of business against Texas Tech, they would have won some of the other games that they certainly should have won against beatable opponents. They wouldn't be in this problem. So I think they're good enough. I think they should be there. I certainly think they could make some noise once there, and they're talented enough to be there. But if they don't get in, it's only their own fault because they squandered certain opportunities. But I'll leave you with this. West Virginia is one of those teams this year. They could easily, if they get in, either 
lose right away, no matter who they play, or wouldn't shock probably a lot of people to make a dark horse Sweet 16 run. There's talent there to do that. They've shown at times, including last night, they can be really, really good and play with anybody, but they've also had really, really bad nights. So they're a real hard team to predict on what they will do. I think they should get in because the conference is so tough, but it is only their own fault if they don't get in because they messed up what should have been a real must-win game against Texas Tech just the other day despite this big win over Oklahoma State. Well, Mike, what you just said there uh, makes what I think the Big 12 tournament a must-see TV because I think I don't think there's any question that none of us would doubt Oklahoma State, West Virginia, and or Texas Tech, maybe even OU after what they did to Alabama, making a run in the tournament and potentially in the yeah. Big 12 tournament and getting themselves in with an automatic bid that way. Hey, i got to ask you before we get out of your football question – Perception is Neil Brown. Neil Brown's in a in a tough spot here. Ren Baker comes in, the new AD. Uh, the quarterback situation uh, is whatever you want to call it. Um, no yeah. new guys have come in. What What are your thoughts on him being in kind of a precarious situation here? Yeah, I mean Neil Brown is a lame duck coach in many respects. I mean, I had Ren Baker on my show actually, and he admitted this is a year long evaluation. I'm not going to put a win total on it, et cetera, but, you know, we're evaluating the head coach in the program. They decided to keep Neil Brown. That conversation is over. They made that decision, like it or not, for Mountaineer fans. They didn't think they could get someone better, and they still believe in him. But Ren didn't hire him. He is kind of a tougher, new age, I'm not just going to sit here and wait around. So if, if this is another season of five wins and they miss a bowl game, or even if they crawl in a bowl game and it's not a great year, then Neil Brown will be removed. So that makes it hard for recruiting. This team still actually did well recruiting this past year. Neil Brown actually did well. Had a top 40 class for most national outlets, and that's really good with not a great high school base and being a lame duck coach. So I like, I like Rand Becker. I think he's a great home run hire as an AD for everything he brings in terms of youth, in terms of marketing ability, in terms of financial stability, etc. It's rough to have a coach in a lame duck situation, but I do actually think it's a smart decision to go in this quarterback battle with Garrett Green or Nico just because if you didn't, you're probably losing them since they're so young and Garrett did play well toward the end of last season. It now has moved to more of a run offense. They're really going back on the ground, which is what they were successful with last year. A lot of fans like that. So that should be a positive as well that fits with these players. And the transfer thing hasn't worked out quarterback-wise. They've been paying a lot of money in NIL deals to JT Daniels, et cetera, and it it just didn't work. So it's a tough schedule again is the problem. Mm. I mean, again, they're one of the few programs in the country that plays only one FCS team, plays the most Power 5. They're, I think they're one of six programs in the country that plays the most Power 5 teams overall because they have two out-of-conference play and then obviously the Big 12 schedule. So it's not going to be easy again. But I'd probably expect, honestly, a season where probably at best they're winning seven games. They're probably likely to do what they did last year and maybe hopefully – get into a bowl game at least, swing one more game. Will that be enough to keep me around? I don't know. But it is very, very hard to manage everything when you are a lame duck coach and your AD admits that. But the program still believes in Neil Brown, and it's not yet hurt recruiting. They're sending offers. This roster, though, 
we'll see. They, they certainly lost some talent, but they, they have some still there. And B.J. Donaldson, who we've talked before, he decided to stay. He's a great young player if he gets healthy. But they have some players who are more mature and could certainly help them now in their second, third year, et cetera. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate your time. Absolutely, guys. Have a great day. You too as well. Mike Asty joining us here, managing editor, football beat at West Virginia Sports Now. Big 12 this morning, Sirius XM Channel 375. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.